This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to the chair. My name is Amy Bauman. I'm with For His Glory Ministry, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully becoming more encouraged and more like Jesus. But if this is your first time joining us today, I'm so glad that you found us online. I pray that today there will be something that you needed to hear that will be a blessing. We're going to talk about something today that I think is hard for a lot of us. I know it's been a challenge for me. And it's one word that as I was reading and doing my study time, it really just jumped off the page to me. And I knew that God had wanted us to talk about it. And it's the word remain. So I want to look at that today. Uh, Hopefully there'll be something in there that the Lord will speak to your heart about. But before we get started, Let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you are a faithful father. And I thank you that your desire is for us to grow and mature and be more like you. And so I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will fall in this place, that you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for each one of us today. I pray for a fresh anointing that I will speak your truth with love and that you will do a wonderful work in our hearts today. We love you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I mentioned, it was in my study time uh, last week when God gave me this, this topic for today, remain, and wow, can that be a hard word. I did a little research as to why it's hard to remain, be still, stay in one place. These were some of the things that were mentioned. We have been conditioned to feel guilty whenever we're not productive. Now, I'm a goer. I'm a doer. I I love to keep busy. I love to work. And so I I can definitely see that. We sometimes prefer distraction to concentration when it comes to soul work. Hmm. Yep. I can easily say that uh, I'd I'd rather be distracted and entertained than to kind of look inward and dive deeper and dig deep. And we have grown uncomfortable with any conditions that make us feel alone. So... To sum that up, our schedules keep us busy. It's easier to stay busy and distracted instead of looking deep at the changes that we should make or God is calling us to make. And it's uncomfortable to be alone, maybe even to try and be alone with God. So when I think about this, I see this person who is always on the go never sitting still, never diving deeper than surface level, and never willing to remain. This was me. 
This was me in my old life. I, I didn't want to remain at all. I always wanted there to be something going on, something different, some new change. I even consistently, weekly changed my furniture around. A couple reasons I did that. One, I, I just wanted this fresh look. I wanted there to be just this fresh change. I needed something new. I also had a lack of control in my life. So many things going on that were out of my control that I actually had control when I moved the furniture around. Moving furniture and doing something different allowed me to place an object there and it did not move. And so I struggled a lot with furniture moving. And when things got hard, we moved, literally. In my first marriage, I think my husband and I, over the 15 years that we were married, we moved eight times, eight times. That's literally maybe once every two years we were moving. And this moving, this running, was hoping that things would get easier at the next address. It was basically all the stuff that happened in this location. We just wanted to pick up and move to the next and leave all the junk there. But unfortunately, every time we moved, all the problems followed us. Everything followed us. And it was like when we unpacked the boxes, oh, there it was. We had brought it with us and we didn't even realize it. Remaining, digging deeper into the pain and the reasons behind the struggle, the root of the problem was the last thing either of us wanted to do. We wanted to escape. We wanted to start over. We wanted to be distracted. We wanted there just to be this easy button that we could push the easy button and in this new location, everything would be better. But that's not what happened. Diving a little deeper, this was exactly what the enemy of our soul wanted to keep us off of God's path, distracted, running, living outside of God's love, peace, and joy. And all the while, piling on more things that I thought were important. This was part of the reason that we got into debt like we did is because I kept buying I kept buying and piling on more things that I thought would make our problems go away. Material possessions, misconceptions, things that I believed about myself, misconceptions about God and who he was, lies that I believed. And if you were to look at me, I had all of this stuff sticking to me. And all of this luggage and all of these things that I were carrying around. And my life was unfruitful. 
and I lived each day without hope. Truly, probably maybe once every single day, maybe every other day, I thought maybe it would be better if I had never been born. Maybe it would be easier if I were just out of the equation. Maybe my husband would be happier. Maybe my kids would be happier. Maybe my family would be happier. Maybe ending my life would be the best route at this point to escape the pain, to escape the struggle, to escape what was happening in my life. My life was unfruitful and I lived each day without hope. So I want to look at some verses today that the Lord gave me. I want to look at John 15, the the vine and the branches. Starting in verse one, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Did you catch that word remain? 11 times. 11 times Jesus tells us to remain. When you're stuttering, sorry, when you're studying the Bible, you are to look for repetition. You are to look for words that are repeated. And my friends, Jesus repeats the same word 11 times. I think Jesus is trying to tell us something here. Maybe he knew how hard this was going to be for us to remain, to remain in his love. And when we look at the world today, everywhere in the world, there are distractions 
to pull us away from Jesus, to pull us away from keeping our eyes on the one that we should be remaining in. Everywhere you look, there are distractions and detours and ways to pull us outside of God's word. But he goes on to say this in verse 12. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. It feels like this is in two parts, but that it's related. And it all has to do with love. Love each other. But not in any old way. Love each other as I have loved you. How has Jesus loved me? Unconditionally. In spite of my many countless mistakes and years of mess-ups. Even when I pushed him out of my life and turned my back on him and went and did my own thing. When I moved eight times running from his love. When I made countless mistakes and remaining was the last thing I ever wanted to do, he still loved me. He still pursued me. He still forgave me. Remaining in his love is key and keeping his commands. That's another thing that we are pulled from today is do whatever you want. Do what feels good. Do what that person is doing and you'll enjoy it. It's anything but following the commands of God and the guidelines that he's given us to live inside aligned to his word. And the reason God gave us these guidelines is so that he knew what was best for us in all fashions, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, God knew what we needed. And he's given us these guidelines to follow for our best life in him. So keeping his commands is important so that his joy will be in us and our joy will be complete. Are you looking for joy today? Not the kind of joy that can be bought or sold or found on Craigslist. Not the kind of joy that comes from material things, trips, prestige, 
friends, even family. The kind of joy that you are confident in who you are, sons and daughters of the Most High King, that you're loved and forgiven and that God has a great plan and purpose for you no matter what the world says, no matter what is happening in your life right now. He calls us to remain in him because when we do, nothing that is happening in the world will affect us. Nothing, not the news, not what we hear on radio, not what we see on our phones, not what's happening on social media. Nothing will affect us. We can live on top of our circumstances instead of living beneath them. We can be confident of who we are and that God loves us no matter what's happening in our circumstances. And remaining in his love is sitting long enough in this chair to to hear the gentle whisper when there is something that he wants to prune in my life. And that's exactly what he did when I finally remained long enough to listen, to hear the plans and the purpose that he had for my life, to let go of all of those things that I had accumulated, all of those things that I had picked up trying to make myself this better person. And yet all those things did not make my life fruitful. I had to surrender I had to allow him to prune. I had to allow him to throw all that garbage and that stuff into the fire. I had to be what he had created me to be and what that looked like. The things that we are accumulating and putting on and grabbing hold to are weighing us down the earthly things that we have picked up along the way need to go. I don't know what chair you're sitting in today, but the Lord is calling us to remain, to remain in him, to listen for him, to spend time with him, to pray to him, to be with him to remain in him. And as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Remain. I would encourage you to lean into God today and ask him what that means for your life. Maybe he wants more time with you. Maybe there are things that he wants to prune in you. Maybe he is calling you to love someone that you are having difficulty with. And he's asking you to love them the same way that he loves you. The way he forgives you. The way he wants to be with you. Whatever it may be, don't run. Don't move. Don't escape. 
Don't allow the enemy of your soul to distract you and detour you and keep you from God. Just remain and let God work and move. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I know firsthand how hard it is to remain. And for so many years, I ran and moved and escaped and tried to get away from you. And I know that that was all prompted on by my enemy, the devil. That he did not want me to be in the chair that I am sitting in today, being obedient to the commission that you have on my life. And, the, and Lord, there are so many people out there that are in the exact same shoes. They have a calling on their life. You've commissioned them to do something and the enemy does not want them to step in to that. So I ask today, Lord, that those who are watching, those that are listening will remain and listen to your words, to your truth. That if there are areas that you need to prune, that they will allow it. That they will remain in your love and have joy in you no matter the situation that they're going through. That they will believe your truth and the plans and the purpose that you have for their lives. We thank you for this word. We thank you for how much you love us. We thank you that you are a faithful father. And we thank you for Jesus who because of him we are able to live in this world. We are able to remain in him, to walk on top of our circumstances instead of underneath of them, that we can have joy despite what's happening in the world. Thank you. We love you and praise you and give you all of the glory and all God's people said, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. Don't forget, we come together every Tuesday for our weekly teaching to make sure that we are aligned with God's word, to make sure that we're encouraged so that we can be more like Jesus. But thanks so much for being here and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.